You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week, we are talking viral found footage. We're kicking it off with one found footage film that went viral on the internet in the last couple of years, and John and I are revisiting it. We are checking out Megan is Missing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the internet is such a, an, an old person way to say this went viral on TikTok. On social media. <laughs> Did you happen to read uh, why this movie, or not why, but like the challenge that was around this movie? Ooh, it was a challenge? Yeah. Did we do the challenge correctly? I guess we did. The The challenge was like, can you watch the last 22 minutes of this movie oh, without turning it off? We did do that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know that we're better for it. <laughs> God damn, this movie, this movie chipped away something inside me that's ne- that's irreparable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I wanted to relive my, te- my early teenage years. Especially the darkest parts <laughs> of being a 14-year-old girl. But also, that was a time with so much wonder and whimsy and exploration of the world. And now I'm looking at it as an adult, and it's it's a very scary place. You know, it's it's a it's a miracle that any girl makes it past 14 oh, in dear, this world oh, God, dear in God. this economy <laughs> uh, but before we get into it John what is keeping you creepy this week I, I feel like this is something I should throw to you Kim it's your birthday week what are we doing this week so originally we were gonna make a sheet cake <laughs> originally we were gonna make a sheet cake that was the plan like oh you know what we're broke uh, like we're, we're gonna we're not gonna we're not, we're not wilding out <laughs> we're this not gonna year. go crazy no, we're going to just a nice, quiet birthday at home, a nice homemade cake, maybe your favorite horror movie. Plants changed. Plants changed literally 20 minutes ago. What are we up to this week, Kim? Uh, we're driving 15 hours to St. Louis, Missouri to go see Rob Zombie and co. <laughs> right? Rob Zombie, Static X, Power Man 5000, Mudvayne. Oh. This is this is your 14-year-old playlist. I'm so, I feel like I'm living my Queen of the Damned dream. <laughs> <laughs> cold was so cold. Yeah, I. So the problem is, is that John and I are two yes and people in one relationship. It's a problem. You need just one. <laughs> you, you can't have two yes and people. The, the, the biggest problem is that lawn seats were still available and they were $29. So we yes anded ourselves into buying them and now we booked a hotel and now we have to fucking leave because we have 15 hours of driving ahead of us. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot we need to do. The RV is not in good shape. Gotta <laughs> gotta clean that girl up. Just, you know, give her the old 10 she, second tidy. She is not road ready. No. <laughs> but we're doing it. We're hitting the road. We're seeing Rob Zombie. We're seeing Power Man 5000. I'm so fucking pumped. Uh, so that's that's what's keeping us creepy this week. We are technically covering Fantasia still, but we'll be doing that from the road. We're doing it. It's, <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is that has taken up everything this week. I'm I'm so happy we did this. It is such a mistake, and I am here for it. <laughs> 
but yeah, like Kim said, we're talking about Megan is missing this week. Uh, in fact, the next two episodes, this double feature, part one and two, we are talking about movies that have gone viral on TikTok. Found uh, footage specifically? Found footage movies that have gone viral on TikTok. Challenges like, are you fucking tough enough to watch this movie? Uh, turns out, barely tough enough to watch this movie <laughs> it hurt a lot and you know a lot of we talk about it a little bit in the episode but a lot of found footage movies say based on a true story in the beginning this one technically is based on a true story i don't know if you read much about that i don't want to know yeah it's a bummer it's not nice uh but fun fact was an episode of unsolved mysteries from back in the 90s okay we have to watch that Again, probably going to be a bummer. You know, girl who has maybe not a great home life goes missing after a sleepover party at her friend's house. And then also her friend goes missing. And then years later, they're both found in barrels, buried in dad's backyard. Oh, it's no. It's dark fucking shit. And that's that's kind of the inspiration for this movie. Yeah, I think the director had previously talked about using this as a warning for parents. Like, hey, this is what oh, your kids go I through. I felt the warning. Yeah. Uh, but the viral nature of it and how this movie gets rediscovered, you know, every five years, every ten years or so, is because kids find it. And kids are the ones that are making the challenge. Kids are the ones that are watching it themselves. And, uh, and I think he's, uh, he, at least Wikipedia tells me, He's happy to see that, that at the very least, this is a warning film for people about how dangerous it is to talk to strangers on the internet. I did also read that a father who founded a, um, you know, a child abduction helpline, support group, charity foundation uh, has had fully backed this movie, like despite its graphic nature. He's just like, yeah, I lost my daughter uh, to an asshole like this. And this is this is the kind of fucking movie people should be watching. Like, this is the wake up call you need at 13 to uh, tonight find yourself the victim of some fucking monster. Did we just get too dark for the show? That was depressing. Should I edit this out? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what we're talking about this week on Nightmare on Film Street. I promise next week, not nearly as much of a bummer, but also kind of existentially terrifying. <laughs> Prepare for some doom and or glue. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? Everybody on TikTok's just like, I want to watch movies that are going to wreck me forever. <laughs> Who wants to get depressed? That's what's happening on the internet these days. Uh, and and we're here. It's a lot better than that that thing where everybody in their corporate brother was like planking in private jets and shit. Or the fucking ice challenge, whatever that was. Oh yeah, the ice challenge, and then everybody was frozen, and we were like, yeah, that's the thing. I guess it all raised. Oh, are you talking about that thing where like everybody was like in a tableau? Yeah. Oh man, I saw some really good ones. <laughs> Whatever the reason, why ever it went viral, that's why we're talking about it. And we're just, we're honestly just happy the kids are watching horror movies, man. Yeah. The kids are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed the kids are all right. Uh, so let's, let's kick it off to the trailer and let's, let's throw you to our discussion on Megan is Missing. Ta-da! And here we are, the stars of the hour on Amy's new video camera. <laughs> You're a ho. H-O ho. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hello, my name's Amy Herman, and today's January 13, 2007. Oh shit, the hot squad has arrived. Get the f out of my face. Oh, f you, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I was talking to this kind of cool guy, and he's gonna be there, so I thought I'd check him out. Damn, all the hot girls in one place. Oh, yeah, where you're not. I was at summer camp when I was 10. You were 10 when you did it? I'll just know. We'll know when the right guy comes along. Hey, Josh. Hey, cute girl. Ah. <laughs> Doesn't he look like Brad Pitt? Why don't you come on over here and play with me? And yeah, in your dreams, you dork. 
So, alone at last. I was just wondering if you talked to Megan today. No, I haven't. Megan Stewart, a beautiful, popular 14-year-old girl, vanished without a trace after going out with friends two days ago. The footage clearly shows that she encounters a man who appears to lead her away. I loved her so much, and now she's gone because of you! Well, now that you've come forward, do you fear for your own life? Do you trust me? Yes. What did she do to Megan? Watch a movie that's gone viral on TikTok, they said. See what the youths are interested in these days, they said. This was a mistake. Are you so, going to do the rating? I might soon. Uh, so we watched this for your birthday, Kim, for Christmas. Can I have my soul back? Can you give that back to me? <laughs> we watched David Cronenberg movies for your birthday. Yeah, and nobody was bummed out afterward. Anyway, Megan is missing is currently sitting. At a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 1.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. That Letterboxd rating feels very low to me. Letterboxd maybe has like an older gender. I don't know. Maybe. They got a bone to pick with this movie. They're just like, <laughs> no, no one should like this. Yeah, so full context here. We're in the middle of Sazerac Girl Summer. Okay, uh, we're which... really going to let them know about this. I was <laughs> just hoping we'd keep it a secret and hope and just, no, you know, I if need... we were lucky, we wouldn't sound buzzed. I need to give context for this. So we went to New Orleans a month ago. We've talked about it a bunch on the podcast. And yeah, for the Overlook Film Festival. In doing so, we brought back a bunch of Sazerac cocktail kit things to which we realized getting to the airport when we couldn't get through security that you can't just bring alcohol you actually have to buy it at the duty, duty we're doing this whole story in particular i'm getting to the point <laughs> and we actually had to pay to check a whole ass bag so sazerac girl summer is here and it was an investment on our part for mm-hmm. sazerac girl summer and so we've been Sazeracking, and I was like, hey, we should do viral found footage movies on the podcast. That'll be super fun. I'm in a movie-watching mood, so we're going to watch Megan is Missing and record tomorrow morning when we wake up bright and early, fresh as daisies, and here we are. It's fucking midnight, and we had to record this right now because this movie is fucked, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about it while I was right buzzed and everything was fresh and raw. Sazerac Girl Summer, hashtag, Tape. wait, hashtag Sazerac Girl Summer. We're here! So we had seen Megan is Missing. I know there are fragments that you remembered. Honestly, it must have been around the time it came out. Now, if if Wikipedia is to be taken as fact, which it is, which it always (laughs) 100% is, Mm. Megan is Missing was actually filmed in like 2006 and didn't find distribution until 2011 when it came out. Which is probably why it feels so fucking real to us. Because in 2006, we were around this age. Yeah. You know, for for a brief period, I, I the title was super familiar. None of the promo photos that were popping up, the poster as well, looked super familiar. But the kids were familiar. Oh, every time we had like a new video phone call, I was going to say Zoom. Zoom didn't exist. Every time we had a new video phone call with an, with another kid or a creepy adult, I was like, ooh, I've seen this scene before. Uh, and 
you know, for the first hour of this movie, I was just transported back to 2010, 2011, when we were just The in- land of flip phones. Oh, yeah. And we were just in, like, found footage heyday, like, indie found footage heyday. Oh, I thought you were talking about, heyday. like, talking to strangers on the internet. No, no. <laughs> I was just just brought back to that period where we were binge-watching every Oh, anything indie- and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, especially indie found footage movies. I was like, damn, this is why I love found footage. That's honestly why in the past couple years when found footage has been creeping back into the forefront with these like TikTok viral things and Twitter viral things I'm like, hey, I've seen that. Y'all, y'all want to talk about these movies that <laughs> I have seen? It's weird being like hip to the trend, but I have to say Megan is Missing is one of the films I did not really give much credence to. I remember not paying a whole ton of attention to it the first time I watched it because, and this is credit to the film because I think it's a huge point that the movie is making, Megan is kind of the girl you would pass over. She's you know, like a little forward for her age. She's deemed as a bad girl. She runs with the wrong crowd. At she least initially, that's the thought wrong you Wrong guys. Right? She acts a lot older than she is. And when their character cards come up and you realize Megan is 14 and her friend Amy is 13, you're like, whoa, hit the brakes, pull reverse. Where the fuck are we? What is happening? Yeah. But I remember initially being like, oh, these aren't my kind of people. Like, this, these are girls I wouldn't have hung out with in high school. You know what I mean? <laughs> these like, girls are dangerous. Yeah, like they're smoking <laughs> behind the school and not cigarettes. Okay, yeah, this is the found footage version of kids or the found footage version of 13. But it comes at this weird kind of cusp where, you know, we were passing the baton from uh, the pre-Y2K to the post-Y2K when kids became digital, like their lives became online. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of really fell into the weird transitional phase of that where I remember the iPod coming out when I was in high school. And, you know, when you were 12, you didn't have a phone. But by the time we were 17, we had Facebook accounts. You know what I mean? It was... It was this re- weird period where everything kind of exploded into like, your life is online. I remember being invited to Facebook and being like, what is this? I don't want to have to do this. But I already had a MySpace and, and I was updating the background and, and doing the song of choice. It was always a disturbed song. And, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but it was, it's, it was such a weird period. And I think this is the perfect place to set, not like an online safety year, but like the dangers of being free and uninhibited online especially in terms of young people oh because it was the wild west it was the it's still it's still the wild west like we are still fucking up our psyches left and right i mean social media is fucking us up royally and i think in 25 years from now we're gonna have so much data in terms to how how it is that it's gonna be fucking gnarly it's gonna be great to see how fucked we are when we're 50 um but (laughs) going back to yeah the wild wild west for kids being unsupervised online like parents were still treating us like the peanuts generation like the womp 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 where we were you know stand by meing out in the backyard but on the internet with god knows who there is, there is definitely a, a period where you could get away with doing anything on the internet because your parents didn't really know what the internet was capable of. And kids just once, it's one of those natural things. Like, you know how you know how to ride a slip and slide the first time you get to it? Like, you just fucking go? That was kids on the internet. We had already had an AOL account and had found the chat room before dad had plugged it into the modem. <laughs> 
Yeah, like now, I, I think there was always like a, oh, do you know what your kids are doing on the internet? But it always sounded like a far-fetched version of reality. Now, you know, everybody knows that that's true and and, and everything that you can get up to and uh, the dangers of, of staying online and talking to fucking strangers. Um, and now we get in their cars and they take us to drunk town. I'm just talking about how Uber is a fucked up thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had no idea what you meant. Yeah, by Uber that. is fucked. It's so. I fucked. thought that was a metaphor. <laughs> don't I'm get like, into we cars get in their with... cars and go to drunk town. <laughs> just don't go in and get into cars with strangers unless you've got them on the app. Well, I mean, the, one of the things that I, uh, one of the other things that I really enjoyed about the beginning of this movie was the hundred years of of difference between the age of 13 and 14 because her best friend amy is 13 megan the quote-unquote main character the janet lee of the story is uh is 14 and i do i do also remember being 13 and having older friends or even just getting into high school uh, and it's like there is such a gulf between those two age groups. It's fucking insane. It's so weird being outside of it, though, because there's a scene where Amy's talking to her dad first off, and he's like asking her if she wants to have her birthday at the like the birthday house. Yeah, like the Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese. cheese. Yeah, and she's like, oh, dad, that was cool when I was like ten, and she's thirteen. That was like three ten fucking was yesterday. Yeah, I like the same cake I liked three years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, Dad's like, oh, don't grow up so fast. I'm like, he's got a point. I mean, like, as you know, as as much as uh, as much as you know, when you're that age, you're like, oh God, I was a child then. I'm an adult now. It's yeah, it's it still was just yesterday. Yeah, it's interesting to see these characters who are so 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 young being so blatantly sexualized and not not sexualized in the film or for the sake of the film, but I think in a really honest and candid way that is normally glossed over in film. If this were not a found footage film, or if this, I would say, came out on Netflix today, Mm -hmm. these girls would be 17 and 18. Well, yeah, they'd have to be. Otherwise, people would say that this was exploitation. It, I, it uh, is exploitation. Well, kind of. But I mean, like, the fact that it's a found footage film gives it, like, a documentary-style quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... I think it gives it a lot of merit. I think this film has a lot of merit. Oh, totally. Like, it's not unlike anything that, like, even I've seen. It's like, I wasn't traveling in the darkest circles when I was 14 no, years old. But, but, like, yeah, like, 100%, I went to parties that looked like this or or at least had the appearance of this. Uh, like, just stuff where people... Where things just had a mood and a feeling and you were like, ooh, this is not my crowd or these are not my people or, like, this is a sketchy scene. You will, okay, but, but what we're, we're really dodging around is the fact that there are adults around taking advantage of 14-year-old girls. That is the darkest shit in this movie and parties that you go to in high school. Like, those guys are always around. Yeah, but speaking as a girl who went through this age, I was not new girls like this, but I was adjacent to girls like this, and I knew they were dangerous to be around. Like, oh, those are girls that I'm not friends with. And so I kind of came into this movie with, like, a chip off my shoulder for them, and then seeing more of the person and, and her experience, like how the shit she went through with her stepfather and stuff, like the rape and all that you're just like oh fuck like these girls need help like these girls need yeah. some 
extra fucking guidance. Yeah, people have been taking advantage of them or grooming them yeah. their entire lives. And for, for Megan, it looks like there's this glimmer of hope in that she has found a really honest, good friendship with Amy, who seems to be kind of more straight and narrow than Megan. And even though Megan's sort of kind of pulling her into her world, Amy's still herself and she still retains her core principles. And, and she always is two feet outside. Well, like, let's 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 not mince words here. Amy is the girl that Megan would be if she wasn't raped by her father at nine and then also blamed by her mother for sending her father to prison. Like, that's the dark backstory of Megan that yeah. has made <laughs> Megan the unfortunate person she is. Who, it's not like she's, you know, like, oh, I, w- I wish I wasn't this girl who went to parties and let people take advantage of her. Like, But the, the honesty here is you're kind of leaving your prejudices at the door because like I got a slap in the face as to like what I was prejudging Megan about because she ended up being a really decent human being. Oh yeah. But also the fact that oh well she's the kind of girl that would get in a situation like this is the assumption of I, I, I'm i totally honest me and everybody. Oh yeah well I, totally and I think that when a girl like like, like, like Megan goes missing that's, the, that's half the conversation that happens. Like one half of it is like oh my god we gotta help this poor girl. Oh it's, it's such a tragedy that happened in our community and then the other other half of the commentary is like, well, she was asking for it. She's a fucking party girl. You know, like she wouldn't run in, she wouldn't get into this trouble and she wouldn't be missing if she wasn't looking for trouble. Yeah. So like that's that's what the that's the picture they're trying to paint at the beginning of the movie. Cause yeah, you're just like, I don't know, I think you're I think you're 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 wiling out, girl. Like, calm down. But in the grand scheme of things, like I wasn't a hugely promiscuous 13-year-old, but I grew up as a 13-year-old girl and I I had all of these experiences that they had. I, I remember, had, yeah, we were watching this and you were just like, oh, fuck, I've had, like, just... It the, the, unlocked, the, a, like, a very real, like, cringe of just being young and understanding that you had this weird commodity that everybody <laughs> wanted and nobody <laughs> nobody outright talked about, but you had to guard even though you didn't understand what it was. Like, oh, that's it, gross. It's fucking terrifying because adults won't directly talk to you about it. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll and they're not literally just, the only people that can answer what's yeah, going on. Yeah, people aren't just like, hey, adults... Adults are creeps. Watch out for them. Nobody says that to you, but you're just supposed to fucking innately know it. And like, I remember being online in the early days and like talking to people I didn't know. I remember a friend of a friend in the exact same way. And I honestly think his handle was like Skater Boy 12 or something. Like literally that fucked was like sending me pictures through email and we didn't have video chat. So we would just email back and forth. And obviously like we fell out of touch and we never met or anything. But like, but like literally... I wasn't vetting people online that I spoke to. It was impossible to do that back then. No. Back in 2006, <laughs> good fucking luck. And you're watching a horror movie <laughs> of somebody who, you know, took it that step of meeting and you're just like, I could, I literally could have died. Yeah. I could be dead now. It, uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's it terrifying. And I wasn't, I wasn't any kind of girl. I was like a nerdy fat girl who liked to draw and didn't have a whole ton of friends and like wasn't worried about being cool or popular or invited to parties and stuff but i was very much online and that's scary that's so fucking scary yeah the movie really nails that it really it really really nails that uh that that period and uh i mean like i can't like necessarily talk about the experience of being a girl online talking to strangers but even being even being a young person online like even if you were going on to play chess and you were in a chat room like there were always just people trolling just to fucking chat like Mm. do you remember just going online being like what is this asshole doing here he's he's not playing fucking chess like it's your turn buddy quit asking asl in the chat (laughs) 
I can't believe that was just like a totally acceptable thing to ask and answer. <laughs> like it would like you would you would have no context, no conversation with the person they'd be like ASL. And and you would answer that relatively truthfully if you were smart or super duper truthfully if you were just normal person who assumed they wouldn't you know get abducted and murdered yeah and here i was being like 12 female ontario canada i literally remember writing 12 female canada wow i mean hey at least you said ontario canada you weren't just uh you weren't oh, like, like specifically like here's my address yeah i'm in this small town inner the closest intersection is here yeah, i go but- to this school but it could have came up who the fuck even knows like now like we have ip address you can find where everybody is no problem imagine if you're just like hey i'm 12 and somebody had a little bit of knowledge of the internet they could have your ip address in five minutes right this is why we got to teach 12 year olds how to code and like we are there are plenty of schools that are doing that now and that's great uh the next thing they need to start doing is teaching accounting and to you know telling kids about finances well yeah Um, like in the same sense how they're tweeting they're, they're teaching celebrities not to instagram directly from like their ski lodge vacations but to do it like a week later because thieves are knowing to follow their instagrams when they're not home to like go steal their birkin bags yeah we should be doing the exact same thing for fucking teenagers okay everything posted a week later like wherever you're going wherever you're be if you're gonna have an instagram account when you're 15 years old you can only hang out three towns away you can only post from three towns my local mall my movie my local movie theater and it's at least an hour from you it's not a bad idea. If I was somebody's dad, because this is a total dad move, I'd be like, come on, girls, we're taking you to the movies, and it's an hour and a half away. And they're like, Dad, why can't we go to the one down the street? We're like, because this you're gonna, one's better. You're going to fucking post about it. <laughs> Take your phones out. Geotag this. <laughs> if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I remember when I was younger. I can't remember if my parents bought this for themselves or if they bought it for me. I have a feeling they bought it for themselves, but they never watched it or read it. It was a videotape that came with a companion book uh, called Wicked Wild Web. Uh, and it was about the dangers of online stuff. And it, it was, sounds like a ton of fun. I bet you could buy that on eBay. It was a blast. It was a like blast. Six hundred dollars now. Well, it was also it was the it was a Christian company, so it wasn't just you know a bunch of oh it was the sequel the dangers of harry potter because Pretty i much. had that <laughs> oh yeah dangers of harry potter the satanist reach of dungeons and dragons how your child's gonna sell his soul while playing magic the gathering all of that um yeah it was D is sex magic it was great all they ever did all they were worried about was like going to websites where you were gonna learn about satanism like they weren't even talking at, at all about how someone is going to steal your child or murder them it was just like oh it'd be awful if they put a different ideology in their brains. <laughs> I was such a naive child growing up that I remember going to my friend. Remember how I had told you I had a bad girl on my street? She used to like 
fuck with friendships and she used to mess oh like a mean yeah girl. like she was a total mean girl i remember one time i went over to her house and she was like come i'm gonna show you something the internet's really fucking creepy and weird and cool and she was just like looking at gay porn and i was like what is this i'm going home <laughs> and i did <laughs> well i can uh, uh i definitely didn't like find specific you would think that but the, then, wi- the then wicked wild a web. year and a half later i was going on rotten.com and being like let's look at this dead body right that's the thing that there was a period where i was doing that in school in elementary school on the school computers going to rotten.com because they just didn't like they didn't block stuff like that they blocked or, like or sex.com go, but go, <laughs> sex.com <laughs> Of course, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, bypassing you, ask Jeeves. (laughs) The real gatekeeper. (laughs) But yeah, and I also found uh, Snopes at a very early age. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which really thoroughly developed my urban legend addiction. And I was looking up the the penis in the back of the cover on the Little Mermaid. Because the artist snuck the wiener in. Or how it said sex in the stars. Or the blowjob in the Coca-Cola ice cubes. Wow, I don't really remember. Oh, I do remember that one yeah that one's wild <laughs> you know the, the only thing that the wicked wild web book and and uh vhs companion videotape taught me was how to delete my cookies in history <laughs> like that's all it ever did so like, it taught you how to look at porn <laughs> yeah like that's all it did like all i did was like look at dead bodies and pornography and then i was just like okay well let's delete all the things they told my parents to look you're for. just googling like boobies and corpses <laughs> <laughs> Deleted. Well, when you say <laughs> it like that, su- suddenly it's weird. <laughs> Another successful interneting, little John. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this movie is fucked. Yeah, it really, it really awoke a deep-seated early fear in me, or maybe yeah. a, the adult fear that I put on my younger self. You know that self-mothering where you're like, oh. You did dangerous things, girl. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's specifically, it's all of the uh, the chats that she has with Josh, the skater boy. You know, his webcam's broken, so it's not working. My webcam's broken. Oh, my, my, my dog ate it. I thought your brother said it was, I thought you said your brother broke they it. They both like, ate oh, it. Oh, yeah, my brother broke it, and then my dog took a swipe at it. And yeah, that's, uh, all of those conversations are crazy, because you know 100% that it's a lie. And you, you see right through it as an adult watching it, as an audience member, really. I mean, it's a horror movie. You expect it to take a fucking turn at some point it's called megan is missing and you're still seeing megan on screen at some point shit's going south for megan well and just the fact that he knows everything she's wearing the night previous and you're just like well you were clearly not at the party because we know you're an old ass creepy dude so you're following her or you know where she lives or you could have still been at that party he could have still been at that party but she wasn't looking for him she wasn't like her eyes weren't scanning for like the 30 year old and guy. It's, it's true too because it's not like a 30-year-old guy would have stood out at those parties because there was that one creepy drug dealer trying to kiss the 13-year-old. Yeah. And it was just like, party in this abandoned house. Yeah. Isn't this the best party? Yeah, it's a scary movie, guys. It's uh, not uh, not cool if growing you, up being a girl. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you have kids that are either close to becoming young teenagers or are young teenagers, just do not watch this fucking movie. No, that's not true. You should watch this movie. Or, it's yeah, your you fucking should, duty. You should watch this if fucking If you're listening movie. to this goddamn podcast and you have a teenage daughter or a preteen daughter, you, you have to watch. You sit her down and ah. you make her watch these girls get mutilated and put in barrels. It might be a little much to let them see the end of the movie, 
but you personally should. Oh, it's a lot, you know? Because it does it. It flips a switch. It's kind of all fun and, and games, found footage, webcams, personal diaries, missing girl, fun webcasts and anchors and really silly reenactments and stuff which is all grand and great found footage classic shit but then it just switches it turns into a full out hostile movie well yeah because Megan goes missing there's a big campaign to find Megan there's a lot of great news reports where everybody's talking about like oh we're just wrapping a bunch of ribbons around these trees to show Megan that we you know we miss her and and, you know we're just to send her our support and to let you know to maybe let that guy know that he should fucking let Megan go and blah 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 to scare him a little bit like yeah sure okay you're doing a little he's 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 terrified now um but amy continues to talk to josh and then amy goes missing she's been keeping these video diaries the last 22 minutes of the movie i only know that because it says the remaining 22 minutes are unedited it's it's the the last 22 minutes of footage we found on amy's video uh video recorder and it's crazy it is an exercise in I don't know, not pressing pause. <laughs> yeah, like if the Poughkeepsie tapes is hard to watch, this uh, is this harder to watch than the Poughkeepsie tapes? I think, fully honest, I think the Poughkeepsie tapes is a better film. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking if it's harder to watch. <sighs> it's hard to say. I, I have to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes again. But maybe for the subject matter, this is more cringe-inducing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you had a hard, if you've seen the, if you've seen the Poughkeepsie tapes and you had a hard time getting through it, this one might be a rougher watch for you. Yeah, especially given the fact that you're watching a 13 year old girl chained up in a basement, getting horribly assaulted, you know, forced to eat like a dog, and just long, just very fucking gratuitously excruciating cuts. Yeah, where he digs her own grave and she's in a barrel and she's begging for her life, and we watch him dig the full out, too shallow might I add, (laughs) grave, and plops her in and buries her until you can't hear her screaming anymore, and we are present the entire fucking time. Yeah. It was a fun way to spend a Friday night. Yeah, guys. it's a right girl so summer. <laughs> oh yeah, this was great. Woo! Fist pump in the air. This is this is why we do this show. I'm dumb jazzed to be alive. <laughs> yeah, like I, th- that's why I say I'm more of a fan of the Poughkeepsie tapes. I think the Poughkeepsie tapes hits that same like, oh, this feels too real, sweet spot. But it, I think it has more of a fun. It feels a little more removed from reality. Yeah, this yeah. just feels like this has happened to somebody. Well, yeah, like that's the this thing. This could be very, very based on a true story. Every single found footage movie, that's an overstatement, damn near every single found footage movie opens with based on real events or the, what you're about to see really happened to someone. <laughs> this, this is one of the only ones that really kind of earns it. You're just like, yeah, I buy that this exact thing happened to two girls and it's awful. And to the film's credit, they're two entirely different girls. They happen to be friends, but you know, if there's like the girl from the wrong side of the tracks and the girl from the right side of the tracks, they have two entirely different upbringings. Yeah. You know, Amy's got a normal family household with, with her mom and her dad. Her dad works a lot, but he's still present in her mm-hmm. life. Yep. And, you know, Megan doesn't know who her father is. Her stepdad's in prison because he raped, not maybe not because he raped her, but he did rape her. And so it's just, nobody is exempt from the fucked up shit that can happen in life. And maybe that's the bleakest thing of all. Yeah, the the other thing, too, that this movie does really great, uh, because, like, yeah, sure, it feels torn from the headlines. It feels like a story that, uh, you know, totally fucking exists. Like, they're literally telling the story of somebody without 
necessarily naming who it is. There's a great, great moment that's like really kind of cynical and super fucking cutting. When we first get the news report of Megan, uh, you know, missing, like we've, we're interviewing the principal and we're talking to her friends. And we're talking about how such a, a stand-up citizen she oh, was. Oh yeah, she's just great in the community and she's doing lots of community service and she's a model student and blah, 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 blah. And, and that's all fun and kind of funny to to an extent but the the thing that really was like a ooh moment was right after the eight minutes of featured content like really and we've got a website where you can go meganismissing.com also by, by the way uh, a black boy named Trey from Crenshaw is missing if you have any info about that please give us a call moving on to our next story like bam like no one gives a fuck about that kid but like this white girl goes missing and then we gotta the entire city's out full force gotta find her yeah there are a lot of really raw Raleigh? There are a lot of really raw and honest um, depictions in this movie, and and so many of them smack you in the fucking face. Yeah. And honestly, I think the most surprising thing, and probably why it has gone viral, is is like I said, is that it isn't filtered down. It isn't softened around the edges. These girls aren't made to be 17 and 18. They are 13 and fucking 14. And the stuff they're up to before shit even goes sour is far too advanced for their age. Those girls need fucking GPS trackers on their butts. (laughs) (laughs) I would be the most over-controlling dad. I love that you always talk about being a dad, <laughs> not, not being a mom. Oh, because well, I have no motherly instincts, but I could be a good dad. I could do like cross trainers and uh, boot cut jeans, no problem. I like point my glasses down a little bit so I can look at her really good in the eyes. I'm like, you be home by 11, Missy. Wait, you're 14? You be home by 9. I love thinking about us watching this movie at like, what, 19, 20, maybe. Uh, and just going like, no, oh, yeah, that's okay. But like at 30, we're like, good God, this broke my soul. This think movie's not ch- safe for life. <laughs> think of the children. Yeah. It hit me in quite the way. We need to watch something a lot more silly and stupid. Yeah. Right I mean, now. hey, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all that uh, that you you know, uh it's going viral on TikTok or it's gone viral on TikTok previously because one, it feels close to reality. The the interesting thing I guess is that, you know, as a generation for a generation that has grown up online 100% since the moment like from as far back as they can remember they've had an online presence like online reality has shaped their entire life well yeah like think of all the babies you know they all have hashtags and they have like some of them have accounts made for them already you know like for when they grow up like it's a weird world yeah no totally um I'm just saying, like, there's there's, there's a little more understanding of the darker parts of reality. I don't reality. have a fucking hashtag, and my fucking nieces have hashtags. <laughs> sorry, get to your darker reality point. I'm sorry. Well, I did th- that, and just, you know, with a show like Euphoria, you know, burning up the charts. Like, of course this is a fucking movie that's going viral on TikTok. You know, no one's watching American Pie anymore. People are watching Megan get fucking, like, s- you know, smothered in a barrel, and then her friend getting buried beside her. So... <laughs> <laughs> as dark as it was, the fucking effects of the the jump scares of of Megan being all like decayed and shit, yeah, was pretty pretty good. Yeah, her with her like sunken out white eyeballs in the barrel. You're like, 
That's gross. Yeah, it's super gross. That's Looked great. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly effective movie. Let's let's maybe leave it at that. Like the artistry behind Gaspar Noe's Irreversible is undeniable. Never but need to see it again. Never want to watch that again. No. Yeah, it, it, it's totally a modern day Last House on the Left. <laughs> okay, bam. That's the way to talk about it. Yeah, Shit. Like, yeah. It's, it's a piece of cinema. It's fucking outstanding. Don't get it near me. I'm done. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I, I sure yes I would like a 4K copy. Thank you so much. I'm just gonna leave it here in the plastic. It'll gain value. I'm just never gonna touch it. Kim, the the advice that was given to you in the 1970s applies to this day. And all you have to do it's only a movie is read my T-shirt right here, baby. <laughs> to avoid fainting, just keep telling yourself it's only a movie. It's only a movie. But the thing about this is it's fucking not. <laughs> no, it's it, even saying that I'm just like I don't believe my own words. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't buy it for a second. I'm ready to faint. <laughs> I feel like I need to go handing out cat claws at the at the elementary school. Or what do you call those? Those things? The brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Cat claws. <laughs> they, well, they sell them where they're like cat Some ears. Spikes. Okay. And they're like a mini brass knuckle, and it's got like it's cat ears, but they're really sharp, and you can wear them if you're like walking in your car. At That's night, pretty rad. And you can like poke some asshole's eyes out if it tries to touch you inappropriately. It's better than trying to put your keys in between your fingers. It's going to be my new charity. It's going to be weapons for kids. (laughs) Yeah, weapons for kids. (laughs) I love it. So, Kim, uh, before we just start talking about the darker parts of reality and things that we need to change about the world, what's your rating of Megan is Missing? Oh, fuck. Like, it was really good. I mean, of course, it's a bunch of really, really young people, so the acting was like a little like at times and uh there's a lot of why is the camera on everybody starting a video diary the killers filming and stuff which is uh, is a big hurdle for found footage films that you kind of just have to like eh, we're watching a movie let's just let's just ride with this let's we're, pretend it came out in 2006 that would have been totally justified we've boarded this roller coaster and we're gonna sit here until until it lets us get off so yeah, I'm going to go three and a half out of four. Three and a half out of four. It hit me in all the right places. It's It did its fucking job. I, it was uncomfortable for the I, last 22 minutes. I yeah, will give you that. I, I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> um... I, you know, I think as a found footage movie, it's great. We're talking about it as a found footage movie. Maybe that's all I should really be grading it on. Um, yeah, like, does it have beginning, middle, end? No. Uh, it's real life never does. Yeah. And that's, you know, found footage is capturing real life. So like, I'm fine to sort of like dismiss that a little bit. Narratives are weird. Narratives are dumb. (laughs) Um, It's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun Oh yeah, Like if we, if we had to watch this again and do another rating, my rating would be like, my, my deepest fear right now is that my computer, and then a one and a half out of five, like it's, so uncomfortable. I gotta tell you right now, if my computer crashes and we lose this file, I'm not watching this movie again to record another episode. It's gone. It's in the ether. I'm done with it. I will not watch this movie again until I've until I've forgotten it, which will probably be like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do really like it as a piece of found footage cinema. Um, so I don't want to necessarily. I don't want to knock it for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three out of four. I think this is a really good movie. I think it's a very hard watch, but it's really well made. And yeah, I uh, never want to watch it again. <laughs> Please. Agreed. <laughs> but that's just our opinion. You know, let us know whether or not you lost your soul while watching Megan is Missing. This is a found footage movie that's that's upheld by 
by found footage aficionados. Uh, that sort of gets like passed around in circles. Like, oh, you like found footage, do you? You should check this fucking thing out. It's like Cannibal Holocaust for uh, for the for a new generation. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Chat with us in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com/discord. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of this uh, this this crazy crazy fucking movie if you're a fan of nightmare on film street give us a five-star rating and review on itunes apple podcasts or just a five-star rating on spotify it really helps us get the show in front of more fiends and if you want even more nightmare on film street content consider joining our patreon fiend club at nofspodcast.com slash fiend club until next time i'm kim i'm john stay Stay creepy. creepy and put gps's on your kids really please do it's a good idea track it appears you made it out alive but we'll get you next time help us to grow the horde leave a five-star review on apple podcasts or wherever you subscribe more terror can be found lurking on our website nofspodcast.com Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.